There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's recording. Yeah. We're here testing. Hi. We don't need a test. It's been tested. We oh, can what? start the show. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Suggestible in the City, episode seven. Seven minutes in heaven, which is what we're doing now in this weird little room that we're in on our holiday. What are you implying by that? Do you know what seven minutes in heaven is? <laughs> yeah, it's where you get locked in a cupboard for seven minutes with a boy after you've done spin the bottle. And then they think, are you going to kiss? Are you not? Do you, have you ever done seven minutes in heaven? No, of course not. I've never even played spin the bottle. <laughs> you've never played spin the bottle? No, I'm too nerdy. <laughs> I was never invited. You don't it's have... the same thing as I've never been skinny dipping either. Look, the thing about seven, <laughs> the thing about, I've never done seven minutes in heaven, but the thing about spinning the bottle, Ooh. you just got to get a group of people who are equally ugly and then you can do it. <laughs> been going wrong. That's where you've been going wrong. I haven't been able to find people on my level. <laughs> That's right. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to Suggestible in the City, which is a spin-off of our other podcast, Suggestible, where we recommend things. But here we go through every episode of, and just like that, uh, Claire Santi is your host. She's over Howdy, there. Howdy. Hello. And I often do, which I haven't done yet, but I will do now, the theme song, bing bong bido, bing bong bing ba da ba Okay, I'm done. And, and then so who forth. are you over uh, there? I'm James Clement. We're a day late because we are on holiday technically and uh, I couldn't get the equipment working yesterday. But don't worry about it because obviously you're hearing this now and Collings has edited it. Let's get into this, Claire, starting with the time jump. Or I should say a montage of Ooh, time passing. All right, okay. So you yeah. know how I love a song. You know how I love a montage. This is classic Sex in the City episode beginning. We see Kerry in her mm-hmm. window, in yep. her brownstone with the changing leaves wow. and the, all the things. And then we know that a lot of time has passed. I, I can tell the time was passing by the visual representation <laughs> of it. I thought they did a very good job of showing that, don't you think? <laughs> Are you being sarcastic? Because nah, I, mean, I bloody loved it. <laughs> the reason I loved it, I know it's corny and really whatever, it's because the the song Spring is Here, sung by the wonderful Carly Simon, okay. is just glorious. And I just, all the different outfits of Kerry, and yep. she's like blowing gum and she's like clearly writing something. She's not smoking she cigarettes though. No, she's not. There no. was a time when she'd be just, just puffing on a dart, mate. She would. She and would I, be. I've also written here because we both make notes. We both are equally invested in the show and just like that, that it looks like she's doing what she loves. You know what I mean? Or maybe not even. Well, that's no, she does love it, but something she falls back on. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's processing something here. Exactly. And you see a range of emotions pass mm. across her face. But you know what you don't see? What? You don't see uh, the grey in her hair. So she's still getting touch-ups <laughs> the entire time. I think she only left her apartment. Correct. To get those blonde highlights put back yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. When are you thinking about getting blonde highlights, mate? I'll own? get them as soon as I can. As soon as you'll let me <laughs> out of this cupboard. Uh, so, yeah, she's basically – so she's writing a book on grief. And I knew recently wrote uh, – well, not, it's on not – on, specifically great well it's, it's about it, yeah it's about it's called loved and lost i think i wrote that note down yeah um yes and we find out like she meets with her editor we've sort of jumped in time and she's wearing the most incredible suit i don't remember i think it's from valentina which one of them is wearing the, the one suit? she's wearing a purple like jacket with big shoulder pads and a red tie underneath i think it's like a gray vest with a white shirt when she goes to meet her editor who is like very invested in this book and it has like tear stains on it and all of the things. It's called Loved and Lost and it's all about how <laughs> how she, you know, found the love of her life and then lost the love of her life. And they basically say to her, well, not they, she says yeah. to her, this is great, except that everyone's going to want to jump out of the it's window so with sad. their Hagen darts. Sponsorship. I didn't even notice, but you're yeah. right. Sponsor of the week. Shout out to our peeps over at Hagen Dazs. Exactly. Everyone's reading Sex in the City and eating Hagen Dazs. It's ice nice cream. cream that you eat when you want to kill yourself. <laughs> we 
crazy. Gosh, there's been some weird things with death and branding in this, hasn't there? You're not wrong. You're not Peloton, wrong. all the things. So, Which... yes, so she has to liven it up. And we've, the series has obviously been building towards this. She's getting back on the dating scene mm-hmm. and she's initially reluctant. And something that we actually talked about after watching this, what I loved about it is she feels like a really real character because even though she's quite sharp and witty and, and can be quite mean, um, when she suggested this, she's just like, fine. You know, she's just – which feels like a more – reasonable reaction because i know with me when you're asked to do a thing that you don't really want to do but you're like there's no real way around this they're not going to publish it otherwise or whatever fine i'll just do this i'll just do it and that to me i think is also very like that character do you know what i mean i think with a lot of characters the example i used with you was like house like house would be like i'm not doing that i'm like my own rules or whatever and it feels more like a realistic person you know just to be like Whatever. All okay. right, fine. I'll I, do it. I totally agree with you. One of the things I find so hilarious is because that is literally your reaction to almost everything. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Do you want to go to the beach? Fine. I'll fine. Do it. Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. There's no way I can get out of this. Stand in the ocean with my Correct, shoes on. Exactly. And if anyone who is listening to this ever wanted James to do any kind of live thing ever, yeah. that is his reaction, except it's not so much, oh, fine, whatever. It's F no. Definitely yeah. not. I don't want to do that. And then that. eventually it's like, well, you'll get money. And I'm like, oh, fine. Yeah, correct. Exactly. I'll do it for money. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I think it's a really good reason. They had to, A, show time had passed and yeah. do it quite quickly. And listening to the Michael Patrick King podcast episode was oh, yeah. great because obviously there's a lot of TV devices they use to spare the audience any of the boring, mundane stuff. Yeah, right. They don't like to show the life admin. They want it to be this kind of beautiful world where none of that life admin exists exists. And I don't even, I've only just recently reflected that actually in Sex and the City, one of the genius things is that they very rarely show the amount of effort that's gone in to get dressed. That's like occasionally true, yeah. they'll show, you know, someone in a towel or putting on the last touch of makeup. No, you're right. But they yeah. always look so beautifully put together and they always effortlessly find things. Or shattered. Like yeah, I correct. think it's like one or exactly. the other. Exactly, but yeah. stylistically shattered yeah. in this way that's so beautiful. And I think they think that's why one of the many reasons why this show still holds up and is so wonderful is that they create this world for you where you can imagine that your life could be a lot like a lot less admin, basically. Yeah, sure, absolutely. <laughs> oh, the dream. Yeah, less exactly. Um, but admin. they had to find a reason anyway for Carrie to start dating, right? Because yeah, everyone's yeah. wondering when that's going to happen. And I think by just doing that time passing thing with the beautiful song and the autumn leaves and then also making it so that even Oprah has asked her to at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think that was also like that was a tipping was, point for, for her because she's just yeah. like, oh, actually that's like, you know, because she's – well, I was going to say vain. It's not vanity. It's like she sees an opportunity. So, again, she's like, I'll do it because of the book club thing. Obviously, that's a great opportunity and I don't yeah. want to go on a date. But regardless, No, but I'll yeah. add a little epilogue with some hope and go on a date. Yeah. And so, who oh boy, what a date. So, we'll talk about the date and then we'll talk about how Steve clearly has dementia. Oh, I know. So, should we <laughs> talk? Do, should we, should we, do, the we do the date? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing storylines here. So, so, yeah, she's very clear, like, no sex. Well, that's her idea going in, which she sticks to. Meets Correct. Meets just a regular guy. Yeah. And Nothing, what do you think about that guy? Okay, okay. So I want to skip back a little bit. I do okay. this to you. My brain just jumps around everywhere. You're very methodical. No, no, this is I good. So what's interesting here is before we get to Kerry's date, how it eventuates is that after her editor tells her to, she goes out for cocktails at night, the first time we ever see that in the series. Oh, right, because they're um, normally meeting for a yeah, brunch. Yeah, like lunch or brunch or something. And Seema, the character of Seema, who is Carrie's real estate agent, is at the table. I've written that here. They're yeah. trying They're trying. Uh, they're trying new members. Yeah, they're they doing, are. They're doing it every week. They're cycling through <laughs> new people in that, that yeah. group. Yeah, though I think that the one with Seema with the cocktails, I think she played it so well. Yeah, that was a good pairing. Pairing? Quad. Quad. Because... Because I think Seema's character has big dick energy. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, so, so does she, Anthony. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know so much. And but he, Anthony also like makes a joke and makes it obvious, oh gosh, this is I the get, first time I've been invited to the table. Or I guess whatever. he's also like, 
it sounds harsh to say, but he's not really a real person. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. He's so great though. But yeah. Whereas, oh, yeah. He's, he's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas Seema on that table I thought was great because they didn't bother doing that. They didn't bother saying, like pointing it out. Everyone knows yeah, that yeah, yeah. she's, you know, taking Samantha's seat. But also Seema seemed to belong in that bar. She's sort of sitting there in this like gorgeous cat-like way and yeah. it's just – yeah, she's great. And then also we know she's super efficient. So it was a great writing device for them to say, okay. Yeah, another time jump. Yeah. You're going to have to do like setting up the profile and Correct. blah, yeah. blah, blah. Admin, man. Admin. No life admin. You just I, I, like any of my single friends who I could ever imagine, one of the things I hate the most is having to actually set up the profile and learn how to use the app and all of the things and yeah, figure yeah, out which yeah. app to be on. Whereas if someone has done it for you, you don't have to do that excruciating sell yourself thing. And Seema would have done it bloody awesomely because she's a real estate agent so she's like you know schmicking up apartments so she schmicked up Carrie. Here's a, here's, a hint, here's a hint for guys as well as someone who has also never used a dating app mm. uh, because it was before my time but what you know what I mean I was before that or whatever yeah I'm a dinosaur uh, if you're a guy and you want um what you want to do don't make your first photo in there you're sitting in your car and you're wearing sunglasses <laughs> all right you don't have to do that you want a, you want a photo maybe of just you and then it looks normal. You know, you want a photo with with some mates, maybe put in some other people in there who are not just all like dudes who look like you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bit of diversity to show that you're not a serial killer. You know what I mean? Correct. And you know what is weird? I've noticed- Sitting with a dog doesn't have to be yours. Maybe maybe you're on a boat with your fishing with your mates or whatever. You know what I do think is weird when there's a photo of them holding up a giant fish. That's all I was going to say. I hate that photo. I feel like it may as well just be like, this is how big my penis is. I hate that. I also you don't consider that big fish energy. <laughs> no, and also the other thing I hate is when they take a photo with a random child. Oh, I my love friends, that. Yeah. One of my friends in Seagulls sends me photos of her, the worst dating profile yeah, she's had to come across. it's always like a nephew or a friend's kid or whatever. Correct. Because they think they're being clever. Like yeah. I understand like why you would do that because you think like you're tricking somebody. They're like, I know what women like. Children. Here's me with my friend's daughter who's three who I'd never hang out with but who she is. Yeah, exactly. Weird. Oh, I love that. It's my, it's my favorite thing in the world. But I think me and Mason talked about this um, like dating apps. Mason, who I co-host my very successful podcast. Yes, the yes, week yes. We with. all know you're um, a big shot. We think the reason they put like the fishing photo and the photo that you just take yourself in the car while you're wearing your Oakley sunglasses <laughs> is um, you don't want to come across too vain where it's like, oh, no, I don't even care. I don't want to put too much effort yeah, in. But guess what? One? Put some fucking effort into <laughs> it because nobody wants somebody who doesn't apparently give a shit about how they look or how they or present. Or the angle. It's or the, the angle, angle, yeah. Don't look down at your phone and take a photo. That's like basic phone etiquette when I went. I also think you're absolutely right. Put some effort and in. And if, you, if you're a woman as well. Make it clear who you are in the photo because often I've heard that like they're always in group photos and you're like, which one is it? (laughs) I will say that that phenomenon of the car photo with the sunglasses with no smiling is like a thing I see a lot. everywhere. Yeah, and it's so weird. It's weird. And if I ever get a tweet or a comment from someone with a photo like that, I never reply because it's weird. (laughs) It's weird. Show us your face. Show us some teeth. What are you doing? Anyway, moving along. So Seema set t- I think it's there in their cards and like nobody will see me. I'll take Because imagine if you took a photo in your house. Embarrassing. I know. Oh, anyway, God. sorry. Go on. Anyway, um, maybe they live with their parents and it's stressful. Yeah, but they don't have to be in it. Or they could. That's fun. Just sit in front of – sit on a park bench and take a photo. Exactly. Sit with somebody else's dog. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Oh, God. Sorry. Um, anyway, so Seema sets it all up for Carrie and then they kind of do that fun thing where they look and it's just all like – normal, lovely-looking, handsome men sure. who are interested in her, and that's cool. And I think that's cool as well. And they decided to go with someone who's actually quite nice who's also a widower, Yeah, which I think is um, a great choice. That's also, like, not uncommon in the real world, is it? Because I think it's, like, this is an experience I do obviously do not have, but finding someone you can relate to, um, mm-hmm. you know, how you, you can, you know, you have a common, it sounds terrible, you know, you can but share, you like, empathetic, like... Yeah. Completely. Moment. And I yeah. think also it's quite realistic, depressively, for that time in your life, in your 50s and 60s, for people to be divorced but also to have lost partners. Yeah. It's more common. As we've discussed, this show is all about how people keep dropping off the perch. Fuck yeah, I love it. Um, do you? Yeah. Anyway. All yeah. Right. Yeah. So. 
What do you anyway. think about this guy? What's his name again? John Peter. I think his name's Peter. Yeah. Um, do you think he's anything? Because I feel like he's not like like he's nice and he's fine and they share a big vomit together. Oh, which was I very ha- funny. oh my gosh! I have such a good factoid for you Here we go. about the vomit. Okay, okay. So they had to film it in an alleyway, right? Sure. Because they there was all these paparazzi all the time snapping photos, and they didn't. It was a big reveal, so yeah, it was yeah. important for the comic timing that it was like a devastatingly sad, poignant moment when they're both saying that they lost loved ones and they sit down at the restaurant. And then they wanted this over-the-top, ridiculous, hammed-up vomit scene. Yeah. And so they find this alleyway um, restaurant and then they get two stunt guys to organise the vomit and they get pipes up their outfits. Yeah, then they're like, on the side of their yeah, mouth. Yeah, on the side yeah, of their yeah. mouth, right? And they do it all. And But Kerry's got this incredible dress on, Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker, and they can't get the tubing up the dress without being able to see it ah, on camera. Yeah. But so she's such a professional. I cannot believe she's, and it makes me gag just even thinking about it. She said, take all the tubing off, take all the tubing off. I'm just going to swallow it. I'm just going to drink it and then I'm going to vomit. And they're like, what? Did she actually vomit it or was it just in her mouth? Well, it was partly in her mouth but partly vomited because she actually swigged like two bursts of the of stuff. like fake vomit. Yeah, because if you watch the scene, Ugh. yeah, she it looks like she actually vomits. Yeah, twice. Yeah. So she vomits and then it comes out again. Yeah. And they they were like, I don't know. Michael Patrick King was like, I think it was her ballet training. I think it was That's that. really interesting because yeah. I have a common complaint, and uh, Auntie Donna have talked about this as well, but um, mm. I'll share this now on their Twitter, that often with vomiting, it's like side on and it's comically like shooting out mm. or it's somebody running to the sink with clearly a mouthful of vomit and going, Pleh! and that's yeah. it. But I, when I noticed this vomit, I was like, that looks very... <laughs> Real, which is horrifying. It's no, I love horrible. it. I love that commitment to it. Yeah, awesome. I mean, she bends fully forward. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. she folds herself in half, which yeah. is what you do right when you vomit. And it is, it's really gross and yeah. spectacular. Like it's not just a bit of vomit. It's no, no, like it's like a proper vomit. Proper, like vomiting everywhere. And so I just thought that was really interesting that she could do that. I mean, yeah. she's such a good actor. She is. Man, she's such a good actor. Like even in the scene and the, like so much of the dialogue isn't, Written like there's not yeah. a lot of dialogue for Carrie, but she conveys so much just in her face. I, it's just... I agree that Sarah Jessica Parker is a good actor. <laughs> I know what a revolutionary thing to say. Anywho, what do you think of this guy though? He's nothing, oh, right? God, I, look, I don't mean that in like a bad way. I mean like he's he's not going to turn out to be anybody significant in this show. He's got like no, you know, when you saw like big or Aiden, he's not he's or... not got any big dick energy. Exactly, him. or like no. you know, he seems nice enough, but like he doesn't have that feel of somebody who's gonna like stick around. But then again, maybe that is what they're going for. You yeah, know what I mean? he seems very gentle. Yeah. And safe or something. And in a, like, nice, but not particularly overly no, I think handsome. he's, like, training wheels for her, basically. That's what I think. Yeah. So I think they've given her someone who's I feel nice bad talking and gentle. about this guy who's ob- quite obviously not real. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> but he does seem quite gentle and, like, like a normal person. Yeah. And the writers did that deliberately. They gave her someone who was normal. They were going to initially do a really hammed up kind of date. No, I no, think. I think this was good. Yeah. I, think... I mean, obviously, vomit, but interesting then the whole scene culminates at the end in the auction, which yeah. we'll get to, and he reappears and they are going on a second date. So who knows? I but think they'll I probably think... just peter out. I if, think so too. If that is his name. I think they'll end up being like the classic let's be friends or something. Probably. And know? then he disappears forever or he takes Correct. the fourth spot at the table. <laughs> Claire, do you want to talk about the auction before we talk about how Steve has dementia? No, certainly. I feel like we want to need to talk about Steve first. Okay, listen. Oh my, I've so I've written here Steve has dementia because, <laughs> like, he's got dementia, right? He's like a completely different person. They meet at the market, or they're supposed to meet at the market, Steve yeah, and Miranda. Yeah, in Brooklyn, like farmers yeah. market. He rings and he's like, "I'm lost. I'm at the, I'm at the different. I'm, I'm left. I left. I'm at the different vegetable stall or whatever." And then when he rolls up, he's like, "I left my wallet at the pickle guy." Or and whatever. you, and because Miranda was trying to explain to him where to go, and he comes out and he was like, "You were yelling at me, and I didn't yeah. know where I was." And what's all like a like like her dad who'd been hit in the head? <laughs> like, what is going on there? I don't know. Is this to soften the blow of when we break his his 130-year-old heart? But what's annoying to me about it is I actually feel like it would be more interesting if he was just regular Steve. Yeah, absolutely. And they they could because they're acting like that because later on there's a sex scene between, well, they try and do, and there's clearly no chemistry there left. But 
they had so much chemistry all the way through. Like even, I mean, I know in the movie or whatever. I guess I see what you're saying because like the point is that like there's no like, there's no lust there, there's no spark, but that doesn't mean like you could still make him like a person. That's what I mean. You could still, it's more interesting if he as would really be the case. He's just his regular Steve. Yeah. But Miranda finds him annoying now. I find him annoying. What happened to him? (laughs) Because he just seems so hot. Like he's like an elderly man. Yeah. It's really odd. I know. It's super odd. Because like in all the other, in the scenes in, like he's known for being quite calm and quite rational and also kind. Yeah. And in this you don't see him be kind. No, he's kind of mean. I guess because he's like, he has dementia. Yeah. Because he definitely has dementia. Yeah. I mean, imagine if they went, Steve has dementia. Imagine oh. if they actually said that she's like, and I'm leaving him. I'd be like, wow, that's pretty bold yeah, actually. Yeah, well, because his mum had dementia. Yeah, and I'd also, well, that's true. Yeah. Maybe that is where they're going. And I guess that would also change the dynamic a lot. Mm. If like, what a decision to make to leave him. Like, and like knowing that, you know, you you don't love him anymore, but you you're guilted you know, into staying mm. with him. Maybe that is what they're doing. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? it? I don't, listening to the writers talk, I feel like they're unaware of the fact oh, okay. that they've done this to Steve because one of the writers actually says, Steve's my boy. What? She actually says that. They're listening to us. I know, that's what I think. I'm like, well, he's taking our little lines. But I, I feel like they're unaware that they've turned him into a caricature. Yeah, they're also definitely not listening to us. Oh, just, cool. in case oh people, just in case people are like, do you think people will listen to this? No, we don't. <laughs> No, we're doing this purely for ourselves. This is for us. But if you're here for the ride, we think you're Oh, awesome. we absolutely Thank appreciate it. Thank you so it. much. So what I find really interesting too about this scene is that Dr. Nia Wallace yeah. and her husband, Andre Richard, are there. Might and be the best scene in this. Uh, no, oh, sorry. They have the best scene in the show. They like, do. This, oh, my God. But before that, yeah. they're, one of the things they did really well is like show them as this couple that bump into Miranda and they're just like dressed in these like incredible costuming. They're looking cool and they're, they're getting along. So cool and sleek and they've got all this chemistry and they have a really hot kiss and then Ooh. and he's all like young and fun and she's all cool and then he wanders off and and then she talks about and tells Miranda about um the fact that she's just got her period and yeah. she hasn't been able to tell him that they've stopped IVF but they thought maybe she was pregnant and so they're doing this kind of real contrasting yeah, thing yeah. between this couple who's clearly so hot for each other and vibrant. Yep. And then Miranda looks really cool as well. She's got like She's a looking great cooler every outfit. Week. Her yeah. hair's looking good. Yeah. First couple episodes, very flat hair. I don't know yeah. if you noticed. I did. And also kind of her outfits were date very dated yeah, in yeah. lots of ways. Whereas in these, she's just looking fresher and cooler. Her hair's all curly. Yeah. And then Steve comes up and he's like, I don't know. And anyway, so there's that. But you're absolutely right. Then oh, we Steve. see, I know, our boy Steve, they've just, I don't know what they've done to him. You know what, he's got to go. They're going to get, they're going to get. So then we have, you mentioned it, but uh, they have, well, they're not having sex. We find that out. No. Well, we knew that, I think, anyway. Yeah, and things a- are not good when uh, she's like, she tried to, tries to instigate a sexual encounter in the kitchen. Well, she basically tries to relive yeah. her moment which was with sad. Shay Diaz sad in the to kitchen, witness. which was awful. And also, like, what an impossible standard for our boy <laughs> Steve to keep. He doesn't know. He's lost. Like, he's like, he's confused. He's like washing his hands, oh. which is a good thing. You should wash your hands. I think that's important. <laughs> You know what but I mean? that kills the moment automatically. Yeah, I know. I, it like, totally does. I just but, have to wash my hands. You, have you got any antibacterial maybe soap? Maybe keep consistently clean hands just in case all the time. You <laughs> know what I mean? I think that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't want but no weed infections. But if you're in the of passion, I think that the, the clean hands are not the priority. No, I know. But if she's like, <laughs> like again, I hate this expression, to finger me. And oh. he's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, he's probably had his... Whole hand in his mouth or something earlier. <laughs> also pandemic. Pandemic. True. And I, I, maybe you could get the coronavirus. And that I one. guess, like, as a married couple, you would think that you'd be able to do that, right? Like, I'll just wash my hands and it's fine. And yeah, but she's know. clearly like aiming for something else, and he's not. He's not. There. And he's also like, I'm out of practice, and it's like, dude. Oh, I, okay. Come so on. I had a real problem with that line because <laughs> he's what, like, in his fifties now. Yeah. He's been doing it a long time. He was always really good at sex in the yeah. previous show. He just always was. That was never their problem. Mm. He was always really good at it. I mean, they, she might not have been up for it during the movie when she was working on the stuff, but they always had a great sex life, and yeah. he was always amazing at it. So that annoys me because I think I'm out of practice. I don't know. Can you lose? I feel it's like riding a bike. I mean, I guess if it's like 10 years, 
then I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Maybe it's all the small bowls of ice cream that's like made stacked. his hands all cold. And yeah, it's made of cold hands. You correct, warm exactly. Them up. Or he's losing his feeling in his extremities or yeah, something he because be. he's aging. I don't know. Anyway, I felt annoyed by that. I feel like. He also feels smaller. Like when he came up at the at the market, he like yeah. hobbled up like he was like a like a child in old man makeup. You know what I mean? He seems yeah. I know he's not big, but like he just seems yeah. small and weird. And like a gremlin. <laughs> like a gremlin. He got like ho- like hobbled along out yeah. of a hole or something. Exactly. Like rumple still. Like he's like rumple. I lost my wallet. It's like rumple still. Yeah, exactly. And this is actually something that annoys me because in previous shows you see him when he meets new people, he's always really nice. He's also got abs. He's got abs. Exactly. And she's always like, "Ooh, hello." I bet his real life still got abs though. Yeah, I know. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? He's very old. <laughs> I wonder how old that actor actually is. I think he's is. like 55. I'll look it up. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then they have this awkward sex scene that just is so depressing and Miranda just lets it go. And there's yeah. not a lot of dialogue, which I thought was interesting. The actors just kind of, you know, feel their way through it, literally. David Eigenberg is 57 years old. Oh, there you go. He's nearly... Well, he's not that old. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, weird. Maybe it's the way he's playing it, but they've got their directing. They're all there. I don't know. He's the one character that I think they haven't... Been able to get there's David the Eigenberg. Look at him these days. He's got abs. He's still got abs, Claire. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is our boy Steve. It's a low body fat percentage. Oh man. Anyway, I also still look at him. Feel- this is what he looks like. He looks terrific. He looks terrific. You see him in real life. God damn. Okay, so here's the thing. I also feel like they have really put scenes with him light on the ground. Even in this episode, which is ostensibly a big episode for him. Why are they he doing is that? Not in it very much. Why do you know. think that is? Well, I guess it's the obvious reason, right? That they want you to not be attached to him anymore but so I think, that they can again, dump like, him. Wouldn't it be, we probably talked about Steve too much. We have. But we're don't you think it would be more interesting if you, like you said, like were attached to him? It would be mm. more of a tragedy. And, and you see him parenting with Brady and yeah. you see him as a really good I just, guy. He's I always just been a like good guy. I just like to see him like know what's happening in the room that he's in. You know what I mean? <laughs> just be aware of Yeah, just be aware of him. his surroundings. You're right. Maybe we're giving them too much credit, but maybe they are building to a dementia storyline because yeah. it does feel like that, like he's losing his hearing and he doesn't know where he is in the market. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I don't know. I I just can't understand. Like in this, there's another storyline happening with Charlotte. They always have four threads. Yeah. And Charlotte's storyline with Harry, they have this argument. And for the first time you see Charlotte swear on the street and it's all around tennis and her being this like badass tennis player. She's they play Eye player. of the Tiger and her. You were loving that scene. I looked over, you're cackling to yourself. <laughs> I don't know why I loved it so much. You know why I loved it so much? Because I I am quietly a very competitive person. <laughs> quietly, yeah. Wait, would they play <laughs> either Tiger when they played things, the like... old women or when they played each other? No, when they played the old women. Yeah, that that's seemed unfair scene I when they'll play those. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I but... guess that was also the point because they're like, these these two are vicious and you look up and they're like 75 <laughs> years old or whatever. <laughs> but I just, I loved the outfits. I loved the expressions. I loved the idea of these two women who are always being nicey-nice to everybody, just being ruthless yeah, on yeah, the yeah. tennis court and Charlotte just being totally ruthless. And that comes out of yep. one of the writer's real lives. So yeah, she yeah. comes, she came to tennis late and is like, 
just so intense on the court. Yeah. And I love that whole storyline. But there is so much of Harry and Charlotte in this in this episode. Yeah. Way, and Harry has way more lines and is a way more fleshed out character than Steve. That's true. Which is weird because actually Steve was a bigger character than Harry. Harry only came in in the last couple of seasons of Did Sex he? in the City. I guess, yeah, because then they... Yeah, because they had the whole like trade And thing. the movie was... The adoption, the first one? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Harry's been obviously there and he was Charlotte's big storyline in the end, but he comes in as the divorce lawyer for trade. That's right, And so for the bulk of the the series, he wasn't even in it, whereas Steve was there from like very early on, on, pretty early on. Anyway, I just find that interesting that they're giving um, Harry so much airtime. Yeah. But also I love those scenes well, as well. So that scene, so it was interesting because so she knocks him over playing tennis. Because they, they then play yep. the, the couple. So mm. Lisa told Wexley and yep. her husband play Charlotte and Harry. So and then she, he's like, you should apologise for knocking me over. And she's like, I'm not going to apologise. This is the only place where I don't apologise. And it's interesting because I was in two minds about it because like I think it's one of those things where in passing you just go, help him up and go, hey, sorry, you're all right. But then, like, it got to the – and then she not, – not doing that, it dragged out. And then I was like, you should probably apologise for knocking someone over, even in passing. Like, it's mm-hmm. not a big deal. But I thought that was really interesting that she was like, I spend my whole life apologising. Women spend the whole life apologising. I'm not apologising for this. And I was like, yeah, good point. Right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, I don't know whether – I mean, because it was supposed to just be a fun social game. Yeah. And, but I agree with her on the apologising thing. Totally. And I thought, regardless of whether she's right or wrong, I don't think that's the point. I think it's no, just an it wasn't, interesting yeah. example yeah, of her she as was, a character. She, yeah, because she probably should have said so. As a character. Grow, yeah. yeah, but then they do make a point and Harry makes a point of saying to her, he's mansplaining to her about the tennis and she's really good at tennis. Yeah. And he's like, oh, make sure you stand here and here they call this Divorce, divorce Alley. Yeah. And, you know, and he just thinks he's being, you know, nice, I guess. Yeah. But it is really irritating and it has happened to me a lot. Men do this often. You get explained the business of podcasting. So or By often. people who don't know what the fuck they're talking. And you know what's interesting because <sighs> nobody ever explains anything to me about it. Oh my they gosh. just assume that I know what I'm doing and which you know <laughs> I do to an extent. But so do you. We have like equal podcasting knowledge, you know. Oh, I would say if it's on Star Wars or Spider-Man. No, no, no. I'm talking just in yeah, general. Yeah, general. Yes. In, and in, if, like and how in lot, to do it and marketing. And in a lot of ways. And we're not perfect, but we've got pretty decent ideas all around, yeah. And in a lot of ways, I have more knowledge than you about the things that the they're giving me the advice on. Totally. I completely agree. It's all about advertising the industry. At that point, I was going to a lot of like conferences. I do a lot of reading about podcasting yep. and where things are at. And so... It, it, it just never ceases to amaze me how often, how, also about the business side of the stuff because what we do, we run a company together yeah. and we you make a lot of the creative content that I'm doing more now. And, but yeah. at that, but a lot of it, for most of the time, my main job was building out the monetization of our company, yes. right? And so I would figure out all this stuff that no one else in Australia was doing at that time. There was no one to help me. It was the Wild West. So mm. I was just learning as much as I could. And then I would have these conversations with guys out of the blue, who were working in a bank as an executive of superannuation advice or some bullshit. I don't know what they were doing. And they would give me all this advice on how to structure the company and like what I should be doing. And Or another guy who had never run a startup in his life gave me all this advice about how to run a startup. When I was running a successful startup and he just like mansplained to me about the whole bloody thing, happens just so Often I cannot yeah. count. And often what annoys me about it too is that I will listen and I will take it on board and yeah. I will not because I also am of the mindset that I've never been trained in any of this and maybe I'll learn something. Doesn't, so I always and, listen. And that's true. And like you, not to say that you can't. Um, no, I always yeah. listen. But it's only when you've pointed it out to me as well that I've realised yeah. how often it happens to me. Or, and, you, or you'll be like, hey, so-and-so said this. And I'm like, fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your go-to is always, fuck that guy. And I, maybe that's the thing. Maybe they know that I'll be a receptive audience. And I and like to be fair, sometimes I learn stuff. Totally. And that's great. And I and maybe you, sometimes you miss stuff, miss Definitely. Learning, I, I yeah, because my automatic response is like, Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Always. So, you know, so Elizabeth Day from the How to Fail podcast interviewed Brene Brown and she said something really interesting about 
success versus mastery mm. and how I know this is off topic, but I thought it was really, I just thought it was very relevant to our sure. conversation just then. And she said that if people focus on success outcomes, they're never going to get very far. Mm. But if you focus on mastery, which means that you're putting your energy into learning as much as you can, rather than trying to beat everybody else, yeah, that's interesting. you yeah. then are more likely to actually find mm. success in the end. And- because, and even if you don't, you are focusing on the craft yeah, and so you are always going to be improving and getting better because success, if you just focus on that as an end goal, what does that even look like? Mm. It can turn you into someone who is very and jealous and competitive. And you always, this is obvious, but it's all, you, always, you always learn something. Like mm. we've, we've I started and shut down like multiple things. This is way off topic, like, but it feels like a different podcast. We'll be back to a sec, in a second to uh, <laughs> how um, to chase the sex scene and all that. We'll be, we'll be doing that. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's all about, it's all for me. I'm like, you got to get your skills up, like whatever it is. You know what I mean? Um, Not that not that I edit that much anymore, but like, you do so much of it, and you just you get you get faster and better as as an example, you know. And Mm -hmm. again, like we shut down like several things that we started because we're like, ah, this isn't really working anymore, or ah, we don't want to do this anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, and our goal, I guess, has never been to be the most successful because I think also for us and the size we are, it's just completely unrealistic. Yeah. We, we just, we can't be. And that's. I, I don't think that's actually true. I think it's not that we couldn't be. It's that in order to do it, we would have to have a life that we don't enjoy. <laughs> I think it's both. I think we couldn't do it and we wouldn't. And if we did, we wouldn't enjoy it. Well, I just think there was a point we planned. Anyway, we're on a totally different topic now. And I'll just quickly say this. Yeah. Well, there was a point we planned at broadcasting where we could have hired a sales team and we could yeah. have turned it into something very different. Yeah. And and who knows what we were doing in the and future. And then we're like, fuck that guy. <laughs> well, it was more just that I realized that's not what I want to spend my life doing. No. And maybe in the future I'll look back and think, oh, we could have made Yeah, we XYZ. probably would have made a lot more money. Yeah, exactly. And maybe that was, I don't know, for whatever reason. But I, I didn't want to do that. No. I didn't want to spend my life doing that. And I also wanted to see my kids yeah. more. And we've always kind of kept us and our kids as a priority first before yeah. – any of those other things. And also you just want to do stuff that makes you curious exactly. and excited. And I didn't want to turn around and be like, oh, man, I'm in charge of like 40 people. What the fuck? Yeah. So I didn't want to. I, I used to do that when I was a teacher with like children and it's not dissimilar. <laughs> no, anyway, it all it is interesting though. So that's well, I'm not saying the people I'm... that work for us are children. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm saying if you had a big sales team, then that's probably what Correct. it would end up but, being like. So what I am saying to finish and our what am whole I thing saying? is that, I don't know, but I feel like our boy Steve oh, could take boy a Steve. Leaf out of Brene Brown's book and focus on mastery of fingering. <laughs> <laughs> get your get your skills up, get Steve. Get your skills up. You've you've let it slide for a bit, Steve. Don't focus on the success of the end goal. You're going to get mastery. I think his instinct to wash his hands was not incorrect, but I think again, like you said, you kind of got to read it, the. Okay, room. I'm going to say it was. Totally wrong. <laughs> All right. It was wrong. It's noted. I it will no longer be trimming my fingernails have, or washing my hands. I just cannot think of anything less sexy than someone, than you asking someone to touch you and they say, I'll just wash my hands. I don't know. I don't know why because you're right. From a you know what you could do? You could maneuver them to the sink, reach around them <laughs> and watch it do it like that. Sneaky. That's how I do it. Subtle. Anyways, there's a big auction. They're doing a school auction. Charlotte and her husband have been outed as two people who have arguments. Correct. Uh, Well, I saw that and I'm like, yeah, like we obviously argue, uh, you know, probably Mm. I was going to give a number on it. A lot. (laughs) All the time. Every day. We never stop. (laughs) We argue immediately when we turn the show off. But um, yeah, I mean, but that is like a thing of like, you don't want to see, you don't want somebody to see you argue. No, and they do know? say that line, don't they? Oh, now we're that couple. Yeah. Because also like public. you do, like when I see someone else arguing, there is that, like there is a bit of judgment there, even though like it's very common, like it's exactly. not unusual, you know what I mean? No, exactly. But it would be really awful to see your close friends in an, in a full-blown argument that really is 
usually behind closed doors because I think people are so vulnerable in that state and they're maybe being the worst versions of both of themselves as well, Yeah, which you don't very, you very rarely see, I guess. Everyone has that veneer on. Actually, I think also for me, it's all, I should say, if I know the person, it's probably more than anything else. It's like more humanizing. Like I'm not like, oh, how embarrassing. It's more like, oh yeah, they're they're real people. So I agree. And it's a relief too, right? To know that everyone argues, right? I totally agree with that as well. And I think that what's interesting about the Harry and Charlotte argument is that Charlotte has showing, is showing growth in her character in this episode yeah. in that she's really swearing at him and putting her foot down and she's usually such a people pleaser and so polite and just sort of standing up for herself. And I just really liked her in that episode. I thought that yeah, was great. She's- Definitely evolved. You know? Yeah, exactly. It seemed like she was looking for some. Well, well, this has been her character evolution, but she was looking for a certain person, wanted to be a certain type of way, and a certain wife, and a certain mother, and all mm. of those things have been challenged, or not even, or she's like she wants to move beyond mm. that. She's like a fully realized like three D person, which is cool. Yeah, you know? exactly. I totally agree. Mm. Um, Anyway, the auction. Yes, the auction. So she had the idea that one of the auction items was to auction Carrie so it's off. a school auction, school auction for, for raising charity money and whatever. For the kids. Yeah. That Carrie would be <laughs> offered up as a date. And I love where Carrie's like, I don't want, no, I don't want to do this. And then, and then they're like, she's a sex, it's sex writer, Carrie Bradshaw. And she's like, I'm not a sex writer. I'm like a like, she's I'm like, a relationships and, columnist. Yeah. And I love that then Charlotte then. Like on behalf of Carrie, like explains who she to is. The room. She's like, actually, she's a relationship advice person, and it's not a date date. It's a and she's it's just, a lunch. She's just like this is worse. <laughs> and yeah. then nobody bids. <laughs> then nobody bids, which is so glorious and awful and funny. And she's just like stand there. She got her head oh down, and she's God. like. Ah, okay. And then Charlotte makes it even worse by bidding like seven hundred dollars yeah. or something. Oh, I love that because they call her up. He's like, "Come up and whatever," and she's just like, "Our friendship is over." And she, yeah, she walks out. <laughs> yeah, that's the best line. The way she said, just drops it and walks. It's so funny. And then the fact she then has to bid on herself, and then she does that funny move with the gap, like to say, like you know, yeah. put the gavel down and like shakes it, and it's just so Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker. Great, she's such a physical comedic she's actor. Really funny, yeah. So funny. And then someone puts their hand up and they think they're bidding, which they've actually just like yeah. spilled a drink or something. And but then it's that dude or whatever, whatever his name is, Peter. And- yeah, who puts a bid on and, you know, that's a lovely nod to it. But I think what's really interesting about other than that comedic stuff is the fact that Shay is doing stand-up at yeah. the auction. I was like, oh, no, stand-up. But we don't really say it. Which was, no, and to be fair, it's the, not the, that bad an the, opening, The start actually. was pretty good. It She's like, pretty- you're not using your microphone or whatever. I guess that leads into like Charlotte sees that they see them arguing and they're like, oh, we're the same and whatever, you know, which yeah, is fine. Yeah, correct. I also liked that they didn't meet up and go, we're the same. We're both having arguments, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we, we got it. And you don't need that scene. No. And it does move their friendship forward like what yes. you were saying. And I think the more that you see your friends vulnerable and being themselves. And screaming at each other. <laughs> Yeah, the closer you get to them, you know, yeah. the worse they are, the more you feel, okay, good. I'm not I'm where I'm not a terrible human for being imperfect. Um but yeah, so Shay's doing her stand-up bit, which wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. And then Miranda sees her across the room and like she's talking to Carrie. It's so rude. Yeah. She just stops mid-sentence, sees Shay, ignores Carrie. Walks straight towards it and like a fly, a moth to a flame. And Shay does like the same thing though, like later because she's talking to two people and they're like, we love your comedy or whatever. And she's just like, yep, yep, great. And then just like. Yeah, leaves. And bails. Oh, and I have to say this one thing which kind of annoys me. When I was listening to Michael Pat- Michael, I can never say his name, Michael Patrick King. Gotcha. Talk about this writing and they do this a lot in the series as well and it bugs me. He calls those two women who are talking to Shade mummies. He's like, oh, the mummies are talking to, you know, and he kind of is very, he says it in a tone and I don't even think he's aware of this, that he's quite dismissive. And if you notice in the series, they often do that when there are mums involved they lump them in this category of people who are slightly dumb and a little bit and vapid dowdy. and shallow and, and yeah, or just even boring. a bit boring. 
Yeah, and not and also a bit sort of giggly, but also a bit like not frumpy, but not really dressed very interestingly. Yeah. And clearly, yeah, he kind of lumps them together. That is true. He does. Uh, yeah, and they'll they'll even do that to characters. They they'll introduce and they'll be like, so and so used to go out and party, but now she's got a baby, and it's like, now look at her, she sucks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sucks now. Exactly. And look, and in some ways, some of those scenes that they did um, were quite revolutionary. Like when they go to do a baby shower, yeah. and they're the only forcing women there and they're kind of treated awfully mm. and I and I can see it from both sides like they do talk a lot about that like the single couple divide thing yeah and I get all of that and I think at the time it was really revolutionary but it does still really annoy me when they do when he, the writers do that yeah. when they sort of and that makes you feel like as a mum you're sort of lumped in as the school mums yeah. you know and even I think some people do that in passing when we're talking about mums in a way that's sort of slightly derogatory without meaning to be. Like, oh, you're making some mum friends. You know, that kind of vibe, yeah. which is so, so annoying because I don't think we do the same thing for dads in exactly the same way. I eat the bull. You know me. I, I constantly make fun of dads. That is like my favourite thing. You know what I mean? I'm just <laughs> yes, like. Yes, I know. You love this, to make fun of people. Look at this guy with these with these. Done with these mis- mismatched Dunlop shoes. <laughs> no, I look like shit, like constantly. Which no. is the most ironic thing because you're the biggest dad dude ever. Mate. I look, I look ridiculous. I'm a you ridiculous person. Ridiculous. Yeah. You don't look ridiculous. You don't look ridiculous, and you've got a sweet, sweet dad bod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have a dad bod, but still, I don't know. Anyway, that's just something I wanted to. I noticed about it, and I so just, the mums are a I bit. I love that, a dude who's just like whatever. Like that's his whole vibe. Just like I don't want just whatever. <laughs> I love it. I'm broken. Yeah. I'm broken. It's I'm the same baroque. vibe as the guy looking at his phone with the sunglasses on. It's exactly the same vibe, <laughs> just a little bit older. Anyway, Shay's there. They make a beeline for each other. She's like, you never return my text. And I'm like, obviously not. Do you know how many? Di- Three like, months. She's like famous. She's and like, it's a DM. It's not a text. Exactly. So I keep saying she, they. I apologize. I think I've done I that I think a bit. we've done that a few times yeah, actually. Yeah, so. Today, um, where yes, we should apologize actually. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, Shay's pronoun is they, yeah, to be very clear. And we're very sorry if we've got that wrong throughout the episode. We're just excited, we're, we're so excited, and to we're talk confused, about and it. we're old, but we're trying. <laughs> we're basically Steve Brady personified. Mm. We're both got to wash our hands before the show. That's right. <laughs> um, anyway, so they start talking, yeah, um, and basically say that to Miranda that oh, I just didn't get it and yeah. relax and ask for what you want. What I think is really interesting is that you see this kind of triple acting from Cynthia Nixon. Mm. She's like Cynthia Nixon acting as Miranda, and Miranda is acting in this kind of way, like she doesn't even care or she sort of does, but she's trying to be aloof, and it's yeah, it's quite funny and awkward and awful and kind of clunky but clearly does care. I don't yeah. know. And it's classic Miranda. You see her do it a lot in the show. Totally. In the series. Like so vulnerable yeah. and very uncomfortable with that. You know? Yeah, Which exactly. I guess is, as we all are. But anyway, they hook up and yeah. it's hot stuff apparently. apparently. What, what that's what they that's what they tell us. What do you think when uh she's like, I think I'm in love with you? Do, how do you think that's going to be received? Because Shay's just like, huh, it's probably the weed talking and well, whatever. Well, interestingly, Shay says this line, mm. which I think harks back to the main theme of the whole shebang, yep. like the whole series, not just this series, but the entire Sex and the City thing, which is the most important relationship is the one you have with yourself. Yeah. Mm. And so Shay says, you're not in love with me, you're in love with you with me, Yeah. which is kind of sneaky <laughs> in yeah. a way to to deflect. But also what That's I, interesting though. Yeah, I think it's yeah. interesting. And I what I I miss that. Yeah. Mm, what I also think is interesting about Shay's character in general mm. is that they are always honest. They're always really yep. upfront about who they are and they always go directly to the issue. Yeah. So, you know, they call out Miranda yeah. and say, What are you doing? Ask for what you want. This is what I want. Let's yeah. go and do it. And I think that that's refreshing and probably really exciting for Miranda. Just, so, I think even somebody you can bounce off because she's clearly like literally and uh, emotionally thank you. <laughs> but um, you know, like Steve's not sharp. You're not. You're not getting like no. literally anything from no. that at the moment. And, and interestingly, which I wish they could play out in a better way, 
There's a lot of differences between the intellect of Steve and Miranda. Yes. Miranda is a lawyer. She's now going back to university again Mm. to study again. She's really becoming a whole new person. And I guess he's more like emotionally or he was like more emotionally intelligent, but he doesn't seem to have that anymore. Yeah, for whatever right. reason. Like, so well, he's true. not bringing anything to the relationship. Yeah, that's so you know? true, isn't it? Because he was always more emotionally intelligent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I think we talked about this literally last week, but I think it's also a case of Miranda has, like, grown beyond him, you know, and he has not grown. If anything, he's, like, default Regressed. as a human being. Yeah, which I think is a shame that they – like, I think that's actually I a very like – keep hitting on this point. <laughs> I know, it's because we love Steve, our boy Steve. But I do think what's interesting about this – is that in real life that happens. Yeah. Like people stagnate and they Definitely. don't grow and change and that can cause rifts in relationships. Yeah. But I wonder whether they're doing a disservice to the character of Steve because they're not showing him as a real person. Mm. We feel like he's too much of we'll an just, over the top We'll have to character. see. What about this though? Do you think Shay and Miranda are headed for a breakup? Like Miranda's going to... Like it feels like Shay might not be in it for the same reasons or it's not a startling revelation to Shay. It's like every day, you know what I mean? It's like I'm experiencing this thing and I'm having this wonderful time with this person but like pretty standard stuff. Whereas Miranda, it's like completely life-altering. Shay's done all of this growing already. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be interested to see where they go. Mm. I think that Shay is my prediction. Here we go. Here we go. Nostradamus. Hit, pick. Hit, hit, pick. Um, I think that Shay is going to break Miranda's heart. Yep. And I think that Shay, you're right, is also going to be revealed as someone who has done all this growing and has done all this changing and is really upfront about who they are. But they also smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. And they live that kind of party lifestyle Mm. and they don't seem to have that kind of commitment vibe in their DNA. Yeah. And I and like and I don't think yeah, and I think you'd agree with it. So that's not a bad thing. They're just like they're different. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I mm. do just think they're different. But I wonder if there is a streak of something else going on there for Shay that will yeah. actually make it difficult. You know when someone is so charismatic and glossy and obviously a celebrity and has mm. comedy and you seem to think that they've got it all together. And then when you scrape the surface, you realise actually there's a person in there who's real and fragile like we yeah. all are and vulnerable. Yeah, because you're right. We haven't really seen that as uh, aside from like I used to be this person and now I'm this person. Yeah. Um, and everything's fine and I'm great yeah. and I'm so happy with my life and myself and everything's wonderful. Mm. And I just never think that that is entirely true. Mm. Like I think that people can obviously have got to a place of growth but no one – like. For instance, for example, right, Shay's never seen in any domestic setting. So no, it's I, always like a it's like a fun thing, and yeah, Shay exactly. Rolls in. And you see them, yeah, dressed with like hair done and cool clothes, and doing the podcast, or up on stage, or in a nightclub. Yeah. You don't see them brushing their teeth with pajamas on. Yeah. Going to bed, which is what you do see with the other characters in the show. That's true. Um, even Seema, you see a vulnerable yeah. side to her and there's a chink in her armour, um, whereas we have not seen the chink in Shay's armour really. And um, I think that's what's interesting about a new relationship. Yeah. And to Miranda, she's in this phase where Shay's like a superhero. Yeah, yeah. And perfect. And that's clearly not sustainable. So that's going to be, I feel like it's going to implode. Yeah. That's what I think. Maybe they'll they'll break and then come back around and often the second time somebody shows up in a show, you know, like this or others, then you see that like emotional vulnerable side of things, you know what I mean? Mm. Kind of like James Remar's character when he comes back and he's all like, you know what I mean? You get he seems like untouchable and unshakable and then he he is and he turns out to be awful, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe we'll, well, yeah, I think we should see a different side of Shay, otherwise it's like 
that's then it's a one and done and it's like then after this affair what else do they do you know yeah exactly i really don't see a future for them though where they are going to the farmers market to get no <laughs> it would look completely different but i also think that's maybe something that miranda wants anyway we should move it along we should to the inter- we got to sp- yeah well this is one of our longest one yet so there are the funniest moment was the intersection where <laughs> They're going to hit that couple <laughs> who have the baby in the pram. And I have a toddler. <laughs> I have a toddler. He's got a toddler. I just thought that was really funny. And also, like, he was right. They nearly hit him with the car. Like, yeah, 100% right. I know. Yeah. It's so funny because I just love, I love the whole thing about that scene. The fact they're in the car, the fact that Miranda sends a text and the Apple thing in the car reads it out in this robotic voice. And that's how Andrew Richard finds out she's not pregnant. Yeah. And Dr. Um, Nia Wallace, you know, isn't pregnant. And then they, because of that, they nearly hit the guys with their kid. And then, but what I just love that guy. And what I love about it is that that line is a real line that happened in the writer's lives. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's they awesome. They like wrote it in directly. Very I have good. a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> that's really fun. We've all been that dad, haven't we? Um, before we wrap it up, a couple of things. First of all, did you know you can review this uh, this podcast, Claire? You can just do it no. in app. You can do it in Spotify. You can do it whatever you're using. We'd really appreciate it. Oh, and I saw this tweet amazing. earlier this week. It was retweeted by one Rob Delaney and it came Ooh. up in my feed from Tim Platt. And Tim Platt says, catching up on old episodes of Shay Diaz's podcast, her co-host is ruining the vibe by being a prude. Hope that changes, though I can't imagine what could shock this timid co-host into actually doing her job. I need to hear filth like I was promised. <laughs> you know, they, it's about, they, they're yeah. pretending it. And then uh, Alan responds to this tweet. Would you believe the repressed co-host used to be New York's most famous sex columnist? And Tim Platt responds, unbelievable. She needs to get with the times. And I don't mean the newspaper if she wants to survive in modern media. Debase yourself or go home. <laughs> oh, Samantha speculation. Fuck all this week. Nothing. I'm not loving this. Nothing on the ground. Mate, there's only three episodes left. I'm telling you. Yeah. You're you're, you're living on a dream. Can I just quickly, before you get to a letter, which I think you have, uh, this is a review from H. Lantern One who says, keep the show going. Never had any interest in sex in the city, but James and Claire beat the odds and have me hooked on hearing them recap a show I don't care about. Would love to hear them keep this going for the original show. We talked about that last week and probably not, but you never know. What have you got, Claire? You never, never know. All right. So um, I've had so many emails from people who are very invested. All right. So I wanted to just read this one out. This is a bit of a heavy hitting one. Ooh. This is from Paul Spooner. Hello, Paul Spooner. Hi, Claire and James. I love hearing you guys talk. I wanted to discuss Miranda's actions recently. Ooh. He's angry. Sounds like he's not bloody happy about this. Is she being given a pass for cheating on Steve because she's exploring her sexuality? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cheating on a partner is wrong morally and there isn't an excuse for it. That was it. That's hey, the man, whole look, email. I can understand that. That's like, like that's not inaccurate. And I'm hoping, as we've talked about, that that is going to be explored. Mm. Like there will be some kind of ramification because at the moment it's just like, this is fun and free and whatever, and you know, which is good. But yes, there is that side of it where it's like you are literally destroying a relationship. And even though that relationship probably shouldn't be happening, like you owe him yeah. like, some honesty. And also I think, yeah, exactly right, that they've been through so much together, yeah. that those two, they're married, they have a son together. Miranda might not be happy, but there's ways to go about it you know, mm. that's way more honest. She's not letting Steve know any of nope. this. And she's I don't, saying I mean, she, even yeah. if he couldn't comprehend it, which he clearly couldn't <laughs> at the moment, it, that doesn't matter. You'd have, you'd, yeah. yeah. And I, look, again, I will, I think we'll see it. It would be bizarre if this was not addressed properly. I think it would be a massive, like, shortfall. I hope so, because I feel like they haven't given Steve many lines, maybe because they think he couldn't remember them. I don't know. But um, in real life, is he okay? I think he's all right. I think he's fine. I don't know. I he's hope just so. very odd. He's got great abs still. Yeah, because I do. Yeah, so I'm hopeful that they're going to do justice to yeah. him. And also, it would be great and kind of interesting to shock the audience into remembering how special their relationship yeah. was. And maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're there'll be of, a line a, where Steve's like, Don't you remember how special our relationship was? 
I don't. I don't remember anything. <laughs> Please push my wheelchair off a cliff. Anyways, with Hagen Dutz. With Hagen Dutz, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we, we're going to get out of here. This is very long. Thank you so much uh, to Collings for editing this. Uh, Suggestible is taking a break at the moment, but there is going to be a best of going up soon. Correct. Uh, which we really appreciate. Uh, it might be this week, it might be next week. It's whenever Collings wants to do it or not do it. But uh, obviously um, the, there's a back catalogue of stuff here and other places if you want to check out. I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I'm at Claire22 on Instagram, which is where I like to be mostly. If you want to email the show. You can um, email stressfulpod at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts. Correct. I also do another podcast called Taunts, which uh, there's a whole lot of interviews I've done. Then a newer season will be coming out in February. But uh, if you want to go check those out. My understanding and... is you wrote an article this week. Is that correct? I did. So I've written two articles on Sex and City because oh like, this podcast just isn't enough for me. I agree. And one was published by Ramona Magazine, which is excellent. Um, your uh, your publishing work is your Shea Diaz and I'm your <laughs> st- this podcast is your Steve. You don't just get, you don't get what you need here. You no, need to go outside correct. of it. You are right. So I've gone outside again and, I've, and this uh, week I wrote a piece um, for uh, The Latch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find the link um, over on my Instagram, but the the piece is all about grief and yeah. what Sex and the City talks about. It's really about good, about and grief. you've gotten some feedback from people as well, like people like, messaging them, being like, "Hey, that was really cool." Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's been nice. All right. I don't know why I feel awkward about that. You no, should feel awkward. <laughs> Putting yourself out there is bad, and I never do it. Okay. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.